0: We got it. Secret Famous, Secret Famous, Secret Secret Famous, Secret Famous, with Paul Madison.
1: <inaudible> I... Happy Spring Babies. Oh, we got a good level. All right. I hope everybody's doing awesome. It's the spring. It's like the pre-spring. You know what I mean? It's not like everybody's. It's like you can sense the like creeping urgency and like suffocation of spring, where you're like so busy. You're like, I just, I just did a like an eighteen hour day of stuff, and you're doing like fun stuff, and you're doing work stuff, and then you're getting a cold because it's like allergy season is just like slamming you. You're like, oh. But that's why you neti pot twice a day in the spring. But it's like pre spring. It's like technical spring. <laughs> technical. It's technical spring. But we're still in pre spring. It's not deep deep spring where it's like so hot and so sweaty that you walk outside and your whole shirt soaks through and you're like son of a bitch. Anyway, everything is good and sweet, sweet Astoria. I'm in the studio. And it's dope. And I just pounded a huge cup of coffee, which explains the chattiness. But I feel like that's when we're actually able to actually podcast. Um in podcast news, thanks for checking out the Nikki Barbado joint. In real time, I'm gonna go to his show tomorrow night, so that's super exciting. I can't wait to um hear his live show. It's gonna be so ridiculous. And in other podcast news, I did a Patreon. I haven't even released it. I haven't even edited it. In fact, so my technical director, Jason, a huge, huge thank you to you, Jason Wexler, because he's an amazing dude on super millions of levels. uh, Like, for example, he was like, let's do a fucking Patreon. He's like, do one. And then he just did everything while I was making jokes and trying to like – get him off the course of doing it. And then and then literally, I was like, oh, I gotta release this record. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. Let's do it right now. That's literally how he talks to me, too. He's fucking hilarious. He'll just be like, I was like, Jason, I, wanted, I was thinking about this. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Let's do it. Alright, here we go. And then he just can whip, like, insane amounts of work with, like, well, me constantly busting his balls. So, I do have a Patreon. It's a soft release. We're gonna real release it in... I don't know, couple like like April. April feels like a real time. Um, and I still got the stickers and everything's good. We got Kelly Wolfman coming up. We got Andrew Stovine. I got tons of other cats coming up. But who cares about them when we got Kyle Duke of Kyle Duke and the Brown Bag Boys. He is a radical, catical, fatical, impatical cat, dude. A pleasure to hang out with Kyle. He's on the road literally right now. We were going to try to get this out before he went on the road, but, well, you'll be coming back from tour. There you go. And he released a track called Sheena Doesn't Mind, and it's awesome, and he's kind of... he's If you check out his earlier tracks, which have bazillions of plays on Spotify, Kyle, you're incredibly popular on Spotify. Holy shit. That's rad, dude. He's got this cool psychedelic-y tinge, and it's kind of coming more to a Rock, metal, whatever, more aggressive tip in his newer shit. but uh, And the newer record, which is going to be called Amphibian, which I think he said he's not totally dropping yet, but if you listen to this, whatever. Kyle Duke is like... Kyle Duke is the future of rock music, man. He's the cat. He does all of the things. He's like hyper, hyper talented. He can do all of the things. He can sing. He can write. He can play really good guitar. He's got great ears. He can... Produce. He could be a team player. He could do sideman shit. The dude's a motherfucker, dude. He's young as fuck and bad as fuck, dude. So this is what's coming. As uh, my main man Tony Musilli said, there's always going to be someone better than you, someone younger than you, and someone better looking than you. Kyle, you're all those things in me. You're and that's awesome. And I, that's beautiful for the future. I see Trees of green, skies of blue. Like that lyric? They'll know much more than I'll ever know. You're the future of the world, Kyle. That's awesome. And then the outro song is gonna be Baby Baby. But who knows? We'll just get there. Damn it, we'll get there. Enjoy your pre-spring. Get ready for real spring. Start your allergy, natty pot shit now. Get some rest. Drink lots of water. This is preseason, like, get in shape for the summer. You're going to have to be popping your fucking shirt off soon enough, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, what did I do to myself all winter? Why did I eat so much ice cream? That's been my secret treat. Like, the late night, just like, I'm like, did I just eat a fucking pint of— Ben and Jerry's, dude? Oh my god, I didn't want to eat this much. Who gives a shit, guys? Keep it really real. Keep it really real. Mutual love. Thank you to Kyle Duke, of Kyle Duke and the Brown Block Boys. Check out this tune. Rock it!
0: There's greasy pans on the stove in the kitchen. those in the corner, her eyes always itching from. Dust Bedroom's a mess and the wallpaper's peeling Raindrops are dripping through cracks in the ceiling It's red With rust But (laughs) Gina doesn't mind
2: This is the best. Like this, locking lovely. you in, dog. Lovely, the dude. lock
1: was sketchy. I'm like, I'm like right there. I'm not lowering your ass I right love,
2: now. I love, I love getting locked into places, man.
1: Come <laughs> on in, put on the phones. I got it recording. Let's fucking
2: right. go. Just get my. Did you uh shit situation? Oh, dude, you were like, this "Is this CBD in it?" I've never had CBD tea before, but I saw it and I said, "You know what?" Give it a shot. Do you like CBD? Once, like, I've, I've actually never, I've never used, like, concentrated CBD. But I've been, you know, hearing it's all the rage. And I have some I've got some stomach issues, so, you know, figured I'd give it a go. You fucking, you, <laughs> where
1: did you buy that, first of all?
2: Literally just, like, I got off of the subway and there was a, there's a bodega, like, right outside of the stop. Yeah. You know, got myself a Kit Kat bar and some CBD tea. And we're going to see what happens. I'm
1: so excited. I.
2: You want to try it? I've Have heard, you ever had I've it before?
1: I've, I've been on a CBD binge. Lately. Oh, yeah? This is uh, serendipitous because. Oh, wow. I was. We played. Bobby and I, Bananas, we played a mall gig. And I was like, when's the last time you've even been to a mall, right? Right. Well, <laughs> and, you know,
2: I mean. Yeah, plenty of times because we're from Connecticut. No, no, no. <laughs> we love we've been all. to the mall. We love mall. But I was all.
1: like, "Oh, dude, look, there's a beef jerky store," and he, and he was like, "That's cool." Right there's a CBD store, so we yeah, went to man. the CBD yeah. store, and I bought the strongest. I bought the fifteen hundred milligram mint. It's shipped in from Colorado. Even did I have the flyer right here? <laughs> and this Palm Organics, oh, Palm Organics with the X, no and it's THC. like THC. <laughs> it's Kind of magical. So she yeah. said to me, she was like, crush. This is. She's like, this is the, the opposite of other drugs. Like, crush yourself with it so you can feel it. Like, where the line right. is. Right. Okay. Because, like, I have taken, um, like, the CBD, like, gummies, like, THC plus CBD right. gummies or something like that. Right. And so I was just like, all right, she's right. I just crushed myself. And I'm like, now I understand CBD at a, at, a, never, at, a, at a different yeah. level
2: so well i've I've heard it doesn't have the psychoactive effect. it's just like about a physical calming you yeah. Know? yeah yeah it's,
1: it's actually it's nice
2: yeah do you have anxiety do you run i have anxious? i have pretty I have pretty bad anxiety, I also have ulcerative colitis, which is like a sort of digestive stomach thing, so a lot of my friends who have i b d and Crohn's and colitis, they all use c b d oil you know, mm-hmm. and then the anxiety you know. Everyone's got anxiety, though.
0: It's true, but this, some, some people, more but than like, others.
2: This, yeah, crippling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's. I've. I've had. I've had some. Some struggles with it in the past. You know. Yeah, but we're good now. Good. We're getting right into we're it. Great. Yeah. He we're walks in. in, ladies we're and gentlemen, in and opening up the
1: cat and kitten, multi-instrumentalist, producer, singer, songwriter. I don't even know what you want first. Kyle Duke of. Kyle Duke and the Brown Bag Boys. That's what it is. That's Woo! where it's at, baby. <laughs> and and we you have a new record coming out, and you have yes. a single
2: that's coming out like this week, Thursday. It's coming out on Thursday, and uh, kicking off a tour, too, with yes. the single this month. That's a big month. And then when yeah. does
1: all of... Have you released the name of this record yet?
2: Yeah, so the record is called Amphibian, and um, I was originally going to be putting it out sometime in May... But I'm not really sure now for the album release because I play in this other band that just got signed and it looks like we're going to be touring pretty heavily through the spring and summer. Yeah. So I've kind of, you know, I'm restructuring the Brown Bag Boy schedule around that gig. The other band. For the time being. Yeah. 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 You know.
1: And you just – you did open a studio, right? You and your brother yeah. are building a studio in Bushwick or Ridgefield or – Yeah, in uh,
2: basically like Bushwick, Bed-Stuy, Border, the BBB for the BBB, Yeah, the Triple what B. You Yeah, Bed, um, Bath and Beyond. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's, that shit's open. Um, I actually have a session in there tomorrow. I've been producing this metalcore mm-hmm. band recently. Yeah. Um, which has been super fun. <laughs> yeah, like literally recording fucking like a thrash record in it's a home studio. You know, it's we opened it and we're we're getting business and everything, but still in the place where we live. Mm-hmm. We have neighbors and we have a landlord and everything. So is there there's but, like a,
1: a window where you can be
2: washing yeah, loud? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't we haven't gotten in trouble at all yeah. so far, um, just because, you know, we're we're respectful boys. We we work during work hours, yeah, uh, and we chill during chill hours, pretty much. But yeah, even even with this like metal record, the only, not even a complaint, but the only text about it that I got was um, like Saturday night at like ten thirty after two days straight of yep. you know we did basics for a whole day and then the second day was guitar overdubs and vocal which was all, you know, it's it's not really like a growling record, but it's like a shouting sort of like hardcore vocal thing. And we were doing that at night, and my landlord, who lives right uh, below us, because we're in a row house, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a duplex with the uh, penthouse on top, so my brother and I are in the penthouse. My landlord texts me at like 10.30 at night, and she's like, hey, do you mind turning down a notch? Got to get up for church at 6.00. <laughs> You know, so it's been like... And you're like, it's all Satan good. is But here yeah, now. sorry. <laughs> she didn't say a word
1: <laughs> other than that. That's cool that she's yeah. very, res- like, cool with you guys just yeah. thrashing away. That's great, man. That it's is great. exciting. That's unique for New York.
2: Unique New unique York. Unique New, New York. New York. New York. New, yeah. New yeek. That's awesome, yeah, I bro. can't do that. So, <clears throat>
1: and your
2: brother... Is in
1: the band, or he just you have different cats in the band, but he's like your soul he's brother. Yeah, yeah, you guys man. He and I do look
2: very similar, everything together. We've got yeah. matching mustaches, we've got you know, matching pants, matching hair. Yeah, we roll deep. Yeah, um, no one else is technically in Kyle Duke and the Brownback Boys, it's really just me. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of the record, I'm playing everything on it, I do all of the engineering and mixing and mastering, but he's like he's my boy on the road. Yeah. You know, he's like the only drummer that I'll play with for that band and most, most other gigs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: And where, Kyle, so in the lineage of Connecticut musicians, Josh Dion, Tony Shear, fucking Adam Crisco. I mean, who are all these people? Whoever. There's tons of fucking CT musicians. Where in the CT are you actually, not that I have like CT geography on fucking hella lockdown, but like, do you associate with
2: Fairfield? Or you're like, um, 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 no, I don't – there's, like, CT uh, beef and there's, like, territorial beef. Yeah, you know? honestly, man, I feel so – I, I in, in my own, like, career, I feel so disconnected from, like, Connecticut. I know this is a terrible thing for me to be <laughs> saying after the last <laughs> podcast we did at Pete's studio in Connecticut. Um I Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, when I was in, you know, middle school and high school, my first real experiences in bands, we were playing at um, a bunch of, like, little rooms in, like, Danbury and uh, Brookfield. Okay. There was a place called The Room. Danbury had The Heirloom. And then, you know, we did, like, Toad's Place once. But it was more... I was more playing these like CD little punky places like uh the the space in Hamden was one of them. Mm-hmm. So that, that was like
1: an all ages kind of venue. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, there yeah. were there I were a handful
2: there were a handful of all ages venues kind of around Fairfield that the whole scene there was like pop punk. Mm-hmm. So at the time when I was in bands playing in the pop punk scene, we were trying to be. Like you know, those like arty indie rock dudes. Like I don't know the guys that like listened to Wilco and shit. Like playing playing at these like pop punk venues. But now now I feel like the tides have turned, and that's Are you the lineage pop punk dude. Well, it's, and they're all it's, like, it's, it's hey, like dude, I have the, seven Strymans on my board. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it, like the the influence that I think I took away from Connecticut was being around this like sort of sceney emo thing Mm -hmm. even though i didn't embrace it while i was there now i feel like that's what's rubbed off on me the most from that scene but i wouldn't you know i don't really call the band a connecticut based band or anything or where did you grow up what town I grew up in Ridgefield, which is in Fairfield County. Ridge Ridgefield. Ridgefield. Yes. Yeah, we were the Tigers. You know? the Tigers. Yeah, that's the like most, some fucking the, Baywatch uh, shit, right yeah, there. Yeah, it, it's Based just shore. The the classic. You guys classic went to the football school. game on Friday night, and oh, well, I, pl- <laughs> I played trumpet in the pep band. Did you? So I went to the football game on Friday night. I didn't have a great time at the football games on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was
1: a uh, the the traditional.
2: School, it was the most high the, school, high school. Like, yeah, <laughs> you coulda, you coulda yeah. high schooled. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's
1: dope. And then yeah, that's cool. So it is in Fairfield County because I know like some mm-hmm. of my friends from Hartford. I'm like, oh, you CT motherfuckers, and he's like, no, no, dude, dude.
2: Hard from that CT, yeah, bro. I'm from the ferd.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. All of a sudden, it's like no, 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 and it's this tiny, yeah, tiny, tiny little I don't state. Know, man. But there, there is like I didn't know. I thought maybe you know you. You exude a different swag than a straight-up
2: Fairfield vibe. You know what I mean? I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, you're like,
1: dude, I've worked on this for years,
2: bro. Yeah, seriously, man. (laughs) I, you know, when people ask me if I'm from California, I'll just tell them, yeah. You're like, that's my (laughs) thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, 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 man. uh, West Coast, best coast, you know. I actually just came (laughs) back from L.A. yesterday. I'd never been before.
1: (laughs) And uh, did it spin its... Magic all over you, you're like, it was kind of it was
2: sort of it was what I expected, you know. It was great. I felt very comfortable there. The weather was kind of shit this last weekend. I was literally there for one day. Um but you know, I get it. Now I get why people ask me if I'm from there. (laughs) Yeah. You know. It's um
1: That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just talk a little slower and you're like <laughs> yeah. a little chiller. <laughs> you're like a throwback rock dude. People are like, this dude's from uh, Southern
2: California. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There are nope. there are extreme cultural differences,
2: right? Like, I think. From what I can tell. And there's I'm telling you, dude, I didn't. I, like, really don't feel like I experienced it. Yeah, you know? no, you were there
1: for one day, dude. You got to go out there for like three months. And then yeah. Like, oh. Yeah.
2: And then you'll, you know, go, go like, hiking for a. Weekend, Yes,
1: and be like just roasting, racking up your Uber account because rides take crazy Dude, long. oh my god. The traffic's yeah. for real.
2: Yeah, and that's the only way you can get around. That yeah. is, that's what I learned. That's what I learned is, you know, glad I got those Uber reimbursements because otherwise it would have dropped so much cash on no, this trip.
1: No, getting yeah. around. Did you stay by... Like East Side or West Side? You were only there one day. I was. Uh, so,
2: yeah, we were there for two nights. We were in a uh, an Airbnb in uh, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I guess WeHo, dog. WeHo, as they call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just what the it's just Full of say. fucking
1: New Yorkers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It was. It was very. It was very New York-y. I mean, everybody that I was hanging out with like. The band I was with are all dudes that I work with in New York, and then all of our buddies who came to the show were people who just moved to LA from yeah. New York. I
1: know that show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like exactly. and they all kinda of come out and it's like a weird, it's a beautiful thing.
2: It's like, yeah. This is, yeah, some we were like walking around that night and like one of the dudes in the crew was like, This is the most like East Coast night I think I've had in like a year and a half. It's <laughs> like great man, this is my only West Coast night of the last five <laughs>
1: Was there just CBD and THC in a plentiful fucking California way?
2: It was. It was around. It was there. Again, this is like my first time being in in LA at all. Let alone after uh, what was it like twenty sixteen? Mm-hmm. They legalized everything. So yeah, you know the streets were ripe. It's just yeah, it's a funny <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny it's, 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 cool it's totally it's different. You know, it's very different. I mean, because people like people in new york like act like it's legal you know it's a but it's not as thing. it's not as like commercialized which i thought was really funny yeah you know it's like every other billboard or storefront in a certain part of town was just like fucking you know we hot leaf there. it's like little kids smoking weed and just totally yeah like it's it's ridiculous it's i mean i guess sports. what oh, the, the the taxes pay for a bunch of their economy so they're embracing it
1: More power to California. It's fucking awesome. And maybe you'll be headed out there more. You're not going to move out there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not planning
1: on moving out there. Is everybody in your crew, like, they graduated from NYU? Clive Davis, is that where you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Clive Davis. I'm, like, you know, on my way out of there. There's some people who move out to L.A. from there. A lot of people stay in New York. Some people go to Nashville. I kind of, I feel like I'm going to be New York-based for a while. Yeah. But just, I just want to, like be traveling you know yeah which the tour the touring is all lined up for you know the foreseeable future so that'll be that'll be the move but then you know between between tour i'll keep on running the studio in brooklyn and uh just want to be traveling in my free time and actually spending the time in these like cities that i'm going yeah that's the toughest part about
1: being a touring musician yeah like
2: you just get you get a taste of it you get a little little taste yeah which like the food oh my god they have the food, food out there, there was yes. fantastic. Absolutely. You know, I only ate, like, four meals while was it I all was Mexican there. food? No, I didn't have any Mexican food, actually.
1: Dang, son. Just all vegan shit?
2: Some, some vegan shit. Uh, we went to this place like Mel's Drive-In, just like kind of a sticky, like, 50s diner thing that I guess is a... Touristy, spot. they like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get a burger and fries or something. Nah, man, I got scrambled eggs, scrambled with eggs, home fries and toast. So it was like a late night, early it, it morning was a, breakfast. It spot. was a two o'clock. It was a two o'clock lunch brunch. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, what else did I get? I got some some udon, some fried chicken udon. Oh, dang, that's pretty son. good. You know, fried chicken spots are all over every everything quarter, right? that you can also eat in New York. We can get it here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but just tasty. And felt good. You know, the food felt like a little better. Little it's clear? still it's still America. You know? <laughs> it's still America, so it's like not great and you feel kinda bad after you eat, but it was definitely better than like most of the food that I eat out here. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. All right. Yeah. That's good. I didn't know where where you were gonna totally go with that one, but I like it. You're like, it's still America. <laughs> <laughs> Profound, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, so talk to us about the single here, bro, Sheena. Sheena. You're a fucking huge Ramones fan.
2: Yeah. You finished well, every show with the Sheena, the classic Ramones song The classic, joint. yeah. Sheena's a punk rocker. So you decided yeah. to carry on the story. Exactly. My dad's the big Ramones fan. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he, that was like his favorite band. So growing up, my brother and I got our taste in music from his record collection. Our taste in rock music, at least. Like rock and jazz stuff. Um... And he like he kind of stuck. He stuck with the punk rock stuff for a little while. Like he was showing us it's like a funny selection of punk through like the nineties and two thousands that he stayed up to date with. Like he was he was pretty into Green Day through like American Idiot, so that was cool because I got exposed to all of that without having to like search for it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a little bit of blank. He like didn't he didn't really touch Nirvana that much maybe that was like a little too scary for him you know yeah what about um, Alice in Chains Alice in Chains again like so the more the more metal influenced stuff like my parents weren't super into um but like the real like pop punk stuff so like, he was like dude my dad loved Weezer oh, and oh, I love Weezer ranted. too no nope, never did Rancid no, it was like again. Weezer I found, love Weezer. Fountains, yep. of Wayne, Fountains of Wayne Fountains of Wayne fine they're
1: Yeah, they're like slick
2: LA studio dudes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, There was this band like the Pink Spiders. Like a lot of like one hit wonder, like one or two album pop punk bands were just like in my dad's car all the time. Jimmy Mm -hmm. World, that was a cool one. They're very cool. But like it basically, it all came from he was super into the whole scene around CBGBs. Um, He like spent uh, some time living in New York when he was growing up. I don't know exactly when. In his life, but you know, just most of the bands that he were, was listening to and continued to listen to through the time we were children was like New York, you know, 70s bands. So, does blonde, he play guitar runs. and drums and sing and
1: stuff? A little no, bit too, he just or? he
2: just listens to a ton of music, you know, <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he just got you guys keyed up,
2: he got us super he got into you.
1: It. He got you a kid at, in drums and guitar and everything at like age five.
2: <laughs> well, I got my first guitar when I was, um. Seven, it was like Father's Day, and we were having a big old family hang at our house. Our house was like always the party house. Um, And my aunt, my my mother's sister, came over, and she just had like this nylon string acoustic guitar that some old boyfriend had given her, you know, that was just sitting in her closet for however many years. Mm -hmm. And she brought it over this like one like Father's Day, and she gave it to me. She was like, hey, Kyle, you probably... You y- play with this, you know? Yeah. Um, the rest is history. Got some guitar lessons for Got my lessons next birthday. As a little
1: guy like that? As like an eight-year-old? Yeah, year eighth,
2: old? eighth birthday. That's, that's, a, from that's my grandma. a
1: rookie start, dude.
2: As yeah. A guitar teacher, that is a young, uh, yeah. young dog. Well, I mean, it. that's like, you know, it's I was either going to go
1: great or it's yeah. just going to be babysitting. Yeah. you are like,
2: all right, dude, what do you want to do? Play basketball? Fucking Madden? <laughs> what is it you want to do right now, dog? Right, like, right. You know, I was, I was a pretty classic little kid, like, music instrument lesson guy. Like, I didn't like practicing. Half of the time, I would, like, groan and moan when it was time for my guitar lesson. Other half of the time, I would be, like, really psyched about it, you yeah. know? And it probably took maybe a year, year and a half of being, you know, not super into practicing and not super psyched to go to lessons for it to, like, click, you know, and then the point... Because I've taught guitar, too. Yeah. And at the point where the student is capable of, like, doing something, like, feels like they can actually be making music as opposed to just playing, you know, notes, doing mm-hmm. the exercises kind of linearly. Um when it becomes more musical i feel like is when people start to get psyched about it you know yeah it wasn't so. that you were just instantaneously
1: trying to get laid and it seemed like a vehicle to get laid <laughs> that's usually that's usually the teenage
2: male like <laughs> okay yeah man i was this will <laughs> <real>
1: achieve <laughs> vagina this machine yeah. i so mean, yeah, the you're, great you're, part was like by the time this.
2: by the time i hit puberty i was like you know, already the a shredder. Yeah. But like I said, I also went to the most high school, high school you could high school. So it was like <laughs> not super cool yeah. until, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was not not super cool until you know end of high school into college. Yeah, then we hit college. You know, college. All of a sudden, we like, got the Brown Bag Boys. We're going on tour. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like yo,
1: this is guitar shit. Eighth grade, eighth grade, eight years old. It, it was worth off.
2: it. It was worth it. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> what
1: about your madre? Does she sing or play, or
2: no she uh neither of my parents played uh instruments. I think my mom took piano lessons, you know as a kid. Her brother played guitar and was in like a cover band when they were in high school. so when I started playing guitar, he was still playing a little bit, so we would we would jam jam a family jam band style yeah um but yeah, similarly, she was into like classic rock music um she had a few records but my dad has like hundreds of them you know so he kind of he he was sort of the captain i guess of the music ship when we and were And you said up. jazz so what jazz does he check out does he have like a um you know Now he sings m- now he sobs Chick Corea would be like right, yeah of course, Chick Corea you know, yeah, there's yourself. some of, there was None some of that some Mo- mostly the like Miles kind of Coltrane blue, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um some Brubeck uh I was in the jazz band in high school and was actually preparing for a long time to, like, go do jazz guitar at Berkeley mm-hmm. or some shit. So I got kind of deeper. You
1: fell into the jazz hole? I fell
2: into, like, not super deep in the jazz hole, but I was, like, studying, um, like, Charlie Christian, doing a bunch of transcribing his old solos and, like, you know, West you have the shit.
1: Classic jazz guitar <clears throat> teacher in Connecticut.
2: Yeah, uh, this dude Chris Morrison was my teacher for a little while. Who's a professor at WestCon, Amazing, at yeah. their jazz school. So I took lessons with him for you know maybe a year. But then I had I had like three or four guitar teachers before that. I was double dipping for a few years, taking like I was taking sort of theory lessons with this dude Noah Mannheimer, who got me a bunch of books about like chord tone soloing and sort of the before I started transcribing jazz solos like getting my foot in the door of like improv and just understanding the theory behind jazz mm-hmm. shit and then this guy Roger Philgate who um I think he used to play guitar for like Wishbone Ash. It's like classic rock dude who we would work on rock stuff together and he'd help me transcribe like Metallica solos and stuff. Yeah, that's great. In between the jazz lessons. Yeah, so you know guitar was definitely. It was like, a large part of your co- it like, was, high school life. Yeah, it was like it was my it schooling between, yeah. you know.
1: Did you play sports?
2: Um, I did for a little <laughs> bit. I, I was I was on the track team. Yeah. You know, were
1: like a high jumper or something.
2: No, close. I was a long jumper. Long jumper. And yeah. uh I also did hurdles in my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting injured and like not able to run anymore. <laughs> that was the end of sports. Yeah, because our team um like, we had one track coach mm-hmm. for the whole team. We didn't have, like, individual event coaches. And hurdling, there's, like, a very specific motion to it, a very specific technique with the way that you... Um, like, land on your Rotate ankles. your yeah. hip over the thing. Like, you lead with one foot and you, like, rotate over the other one. And they never taught us any of this, so I basically just, like, destroyed my left hip. <laughs> And That's I, not funny,
1: but it is. Funny. <laughs> no, it's,
2: it's pretty, it's pretty you funny. You are okay now? I'm fine. I mean, you, it, it, you like, flares, it flares up sometimes. Are you like, serious? I, yo, yeah, still. This you are is such like, a young man. This is, is why like you need the fucking ago.
1: CBD. I know. Like well,
2: yo, I, also have 22 year old. I also have back problems. <laughs> what? I was in physical therapy for my back for like a year. You were in a skinny accident. What happened? Why do you have back um, problems? Just because I'm like tall and skinny. You know, there was one, one day like three years ago, I. Bent over to pick up my skateboard, like I wasn't even doing any tricks, and I don't like ride a skateboard anymore. But I used to commute around the city on like a penny board. Yeah, and I bent over to pick it up, and my back went out, and I had to like crawl to my apartment.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, bro, that's back. That and back. And then I shit was in physical therapy savage. for
2: like a year. Savage. It dude. sucks. Oh that's my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Does, does yeah.
1: she give you, like, specific, like, stretches and exercises? Yeah, like, sh- yeah, 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 If You you know, I actually find that the worst my shit is, as an old man here, dog, is <laughs> touring. So yeah. when you get crammed down in a car and they're like, okay, we're going, uh, Denver to Chicago, strap in for eight hours, and you're like, oh!
0: <laughs> yeah, dude,
2: I hate that shit. I hate that. That's that the road, I mean, dog. This, dude. Yeah, this past weekend, too, like, sitting in an airplane for seven hours... And, like, I got long legs. You yeah. Know? You're a tall dude. So uncomfy. Um, but, yeah, most of the exercises that I do for it are actually, like, core-based. Yeah. You know, as opposed to loosening up the back. Just, like, strengthening your, your abs to keep keep everything straight. Yeah. I will
1: send you uh, Jupiter One Van Pilates for your upcoming tour, though. Oh, yeah? A friend yeah? of mine. And he was a guest. He's the, the most famous guest I've had on Secret Famous because he's, like, He's on the Norwegian version of The Voice, David Heilman. And he played okay. drums with like Regina Specter and shit. Mm. He's a bad dude. And he's a funny dude. He's a drummer, and he did a video where they do Van Pilates. That's fantastic. And it's mid-20s, bro. It's, right, it's right. like right in your zone right now. You gotta do it. Well, that's fucked up, bro. That's cool that you penny-boarded, <laughs> but I apologize yeah. that you have fucking such
2: severe... Oh, it's, it like, wasn't just yeah, from, yeah, it like, wasn't just from that. I'm sure it was building up because, you know, I, I think a lot of it has come from playing guitar. Hundreds in, of hours of in guitar. In bands. over. Yeah. Like, and, and like, you know, <clears throat> being, trying to be cool and like metal and headbang I also just had surgery on my wrist because I oh, got a really cyst on assist. there because I was lowering my, uh, wearing my guitar like way, way down low. Do you wear it up by your nipples now, bro? Uh, I'm wearing it a little bit higher now. Waist. Belt? Yeah, a little above the belt. You know, I, I actually, tried doing the Weezer thing. Um. It's so dorky, right? I'm just so tall, dude. I got a long torso. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Vanity gets the best of us, dude. It's the truth. Yeah, You, you, you yeah, yeah. can't, it's, it's difficult
1: to escape vanity, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> did it's you do tough. one
1: show where you uh, fucking rake the guitar way up there, and you're fucking like, man, fuck this, and you like lower <laughs> it? You know, you're like, I can't even do one. Well, I track was, like
2: I did it. a couple of when I, when I got my wrist off, I my my cast off of my wrist. I hadn't played guitar for you know maybe a month. I hadn't done a show in a month. Yeah, and right when I got it off, I had a show lined up with this other band that I've been playing in for like you know half a year or so but then I also got calls from like five other bands of course and you're like do gigs uh, I'm so laid I did up, no man i i jumped in i went no no from... i mean you had a month of being laid up oh yeah 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 Ex- exactly but as soon as it came as soon as it came off i was like you know playing for 8 hours a day again and doing shows every week and i did i did most of those like up a little bit higher basically my goal is just to keep like this flat like straight you know mm. so that my wrist isn't bending in either direction because that's just excess tension to put on these tendons that's,
1: that's a very specific height yeah yeah
2: so i'm i'm trying to find the height and it's like up here a little bit yeah you know which isn't great so i was doing gigs like that um but then for this last week the shows i, were, I was doing with this band broken love that is the band that's probably going to be touring a lot over this summer spring yeah. etc and, you know, it's like the band's on a label now and the front guy and his manager have like a vision for it that I, I'm like totally in line with it. It's like a rock band and mm-hmm. it's like cool as shit. <laughs> so and I'm you're like, the guitar player, and I'm like the guitar a lead f- guitar player? Uh, like, l- yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, we trade off, you know, like, guitar he, like he shreds, uh, riffs. Yeah, it's like lead-ish, rhythm-ish. It's basically, we're both playing the same riffs, and we kind of trade off lead lines and solos. And it's like his project. Yeah, yeah, it's his project. Record was all all him. You know, he wrote and recorded it like two years ago, and they assembled a band about a year ago to play it and try to get on a label to distribute it and do tort support and everything. So the showcase that we played back in November, they ended up getting signed by a... Spine Farm, which is, like, the metal imprint, I guess, of UMG. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then this past Monday we did a showcase at Arlene's, and on Friday we did this Moroccan Lounge in L.A. thing for, like, uh, booking agencies, I guess. Mostly. great yeah but, but it was fun as fuck yeah it was it was super fun and i put my les paul a little bit lower than before because i was like yeah, yeah a boy, little you dropped boy, a boy, i little got bit you i got you more. this is like work. you know maybe when we're on the road and things are already in place i'll get a little more comfy with yeah. it but this is like all industry people like monday night dude one of those shows like we packed out our i've never seen that many people in There before, yeah, but it was maxed like, out of what like 170
1: all, probably. It's like way more it's than you it's, think like, in there. it's
2: like 120, 120, yeah. yeah, but like all stiffs, yeah, you know, like yeah. just oh, yeah. all, all dudes, industry night, bro, dudes Monday night in, in New York, suits. yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and our set was at 7 30, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because everyone there has like far four, four or five shows to get to that night, <laughs> yeah, they got to get out of there, yeah, exactly. Um, on the
1: bodily guitar, hmm. Do you know that dude Chris and
2: Oh, uh, sounds he's familiar. He's like the shredding
1: Mando dude, and he hosts Live From Here after Garrison Killer showed his penis to people, and then okay, he's just a shredder. Okay. He's like a god. Gotcha. He has a great video. It's the dorkiest... The fact that I'm saying this on the microphone is a little dorky, but yeah. he really, like, the way you just held your arm, he talks all about this shit. Yeah. And he's such a genius
0: that... It's like, like with like it, the physiology, made me so,
1: it. yeah, it's made me so aware of my own body
2: because
0: right. I was
1: actually having shoulder issues because when I sing and I was wearing it too low
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: jack my shoulder up to bring the guitar in like four hours I'd like ah, 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 and dude I would be like I couldn't put the guitar on my shoulder the next day
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, man That's, and a fucking yeah. Les
1: Paul dude yeah
2: dude, dude, dude I not could honestly I don't
1: even I couldn't I could do a forty five minute set but like those shits are. Death, bro they're Death by
2: super all. they're super heavy and you know this is like it's like a thrashing band you guys gotta so go bash we're going face. like insane you know there's hair everywhere yeah um and trying to keep it you know the brown bag boys shows like I definitely rock out but in sort of more of a goofy way where it's okay if I like fall into a drum set and knock everything over mm-hmm but this there's is a, there's like,
1: a humor to your project, yeah. Yeah, it,
2: exactly, and even more so. And- yeah, exactly. Even more so now that I've got these other job things going on, I feel like the pressure is off making Brown Bag Boys like this really sleek, you know, label world dominance project. Because I have other like cool things. Going on to mm-hmm. pay the bills right now, I don't need to worry about that band paying the bills, so I can be even goofier it can be with as it. Fun, and now. as awesome. Yeah, as you want. yeah, yeah. But then this other band, it's like I have to, uh, I have to be headbanging and going, going nuts and like performing without falling over, which is really hard when you're, <laughs> you know, six foot three and one hundred and forty pounds with a Les Paul.
1: <laughs> dude, did yeah.
2: You got to plant your shit. You got to start
1: doing squats. Yeah, and, like, I got uh, to. I got to
2: put magnets in the bottom of my boots. Yeah, for and, real, for real. <laughs> Get a giant electromagnet under the stage. That'll be on my rider. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you might have to do something like that.
2: This, yeah, is, this is
1: so much injury for a young man, dude. <laughs> this is like yeah. four major physical elements you're battling okay, here. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just a leaf in the wind. <laughs> and you're just getting yeah. <laughs> to CBD now. You're gonna, you be careful with that. No, I don't think it's exactly <laughs> bad, but you're going to be like, no. I feel so good. You're going to be like going home like, oh, God, CBD. CBD. But the, uh, the woman also told me you have to like, hold it you should
2: pound it and let it never mind because <laughs> <mind. It>, <laughs> i'm just sipping on it dude. i know you're just it sipping tastes on it. it tastes nice too yeah it's it's beautiful well, it's like have you ever tried like um what is it uh kratom like those <laughs> things it's like the tea it's like an herbal tea yes that um it's got it's it's like super heavy caffeine but it's not caffeine and, yes. it, and it makes you like really focus yes. on things. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like that. I've ha- I've tried it a couple of times. um I haven't had that. In yeah, not totally. Not minute. totally for me. You no, know?
1: no, that's not really my thing either. I drink like a boatload of coffee. I drink day, a though. ton of coffee. Yeah, dude. it's like
2: mainline And I'm like, it's always the thing that I'm trying to quit. I think if I had Why would you quit if I had one vice, it would be coffee. Well, because like it just makes me feel awful. <laughs> But like, I but I drink twelve cups a day. Yeah, I mean yeah.
1: you every bathroom is every bathroom incident's like an emergency and you're like, oh why yeah, do I drink it? Or it so doesn't happen coffee? for like three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that could be the, the road working you out. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the road does crazy things to the body. Yeah, it does. And
1: you find uh you find what you need to do. Yeah. And what you need to work on. Oh
2: yeah, for sure. You know, we went on this like two week tour of the Brownback Boys last summer, um, which it was it was only two weeks, but it was shows like every single night. Yeah, this you know? is like indie rock shit. You're sleeping so, on beer soaked floors. You're finding people to crash. Oh with. Yeah, 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 we're this is, we're this sleeping is like, in the house that we're playing in because half of the shows we're playing are like basements. Uh yeah, this is. But you know, you this find is wonderful. But this is yeah, this is
1: this is brutal. Yeah, on your body.
2: that that tour was particularly brutal but i think that by the end of it you know i figured out what's working what's not working yeah i've done a lot of touring this year both like with brown bag boys and then with this band upright man that we're doing the bbb tour with um and now with broken love too like i'm traveling and playing all the time so i'm figuring out how to not feel like a zombie all the time you know
1: yeah um later on in my indie rock touring days I just straight up brought my own fucking air mattress, bro.
2: Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
1: for me, well, as a singer, too, it's like you, I needed X amount of sleep. But the thing was, it's, it's like compounded nights of no sleep. Yeah. That's where I was just like, <clears throat> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. I'm setting up my air mattress over here. And I was like, yeah, please, man. for the love of God, eight o'clock is cool, but like not five. Like
2: That was probably the I toughest.
1: need a few hours of sleep.
2: That was the toughest thing about the tour last summer. Um, because it was just the three of us, we were doing a trio for the Brown Bag Boys that summer. It was me, my brother, and my buddy Jack playing bass. And so we're just, like, in my parents' SUV, you know, driving around the country. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, like, not able to pay the guys a ton of money, but it's my band, you know? So I'm trying to do my best for them, pay for them, like, pay for meals, and also, like, I took on most of the driving too, mm-hmm.
1: so I was going to ask who does the driving. Yeah, I was
2: does. doing. I was doing most of it. We w- we would switch off, obviously, and like if I was like totally crashing, like they were happy to drive. But mm-hmm. I wanted to make it as like good an experience for them as like hired guns. <laughs> so yeah. I just like took the brunt of those two weeks. But this tour we're doing with Upright Man. Um, those guys have like a sprinter van, so they'll just be driving. The they van. have a
1: sprinter, bro.
2: Yeah, they've got a sprinter van. An old one. Uh, I'm actually not even. I'm not sure how old it is. I'm not. I'm not great with cars and stuff, but I've I've sprinter ridden in it tits, before bro. with them. It's super comfy. Yeah. So that's,
1: that's the best way to tour. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah your own yeah.
1: seat. You have your own zone.
2: Exactly. It's uh, seven people total on this tour. Perfect. One van, two bands, loving it. I probably won't be doing any driving because I've yeah, never the driven the van before. Yeah, the key do
1: all the driving during the day so you never have to
2: drive at night.
1: Yeah. Because I never want to drive after Yeah, or, like, you know, wrap the You don't have
2: to drive at night.
1: Never drive at night. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, sometimes you have to. You sometimes know, you have to. times you have to.
2: I don't think that we're going to have to for this one. Also, we have, we have we're like, houses house to stay yeah. at for most of them, too, which is nice.
1: Because you've been out to these towns, and then you have these friends. Yeah, and,
2: and you got friends. and yeah, they become, like, dear you friends. You family. You know, right. we're... Stay at my parents' house after the Connecticut show on Thursday. It's great. Yeah, yeah dude, dude, that's gonna be great. And mm-hmm. then I see you guys
1: are doing Columbus, Dayton. Mm-hmm. What's the other? Um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. Fucking rages. Bro. Ohio
2: is the best place to um, come for like a day and then leave. I have. They love live music. They love it. Columbus, favorite city to play in. We've we've played uh, house shows there. And they're bonkers. This mm-hmm. The show that we're doing on this tour, we're playing at the first house that I played at um, in Columbus like maybe, maybe like a year and a half ago. We started going out there and it's just been consistently my favorite place to play. We have so many friends out there now, you know. It's yeah, great. It's it rules because they have nothing else to do. Yeah, they're ready to rage. Yeah, and we can be so loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's gonna be the
2: shit. That's yeah, great, dude.
1: So talk about the track, bro. Talk about the record, Sheena.
2: Oh yeah, we did. We started it. We, we opened started, but so yeah, Sheena. Sheena, man. It's Dad hipped you to
1: the Ramones,
2: to the Brownback Boys, closed mm-hmm. the show
1: with this. You were so yeah. moved by this woman <laughs> you decided yeah. to create your I don't ideal sex character, like
0: but,
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> uh I don't even remember how how she became the character of that song. I'd been writing the the tune, like I basically wrote the verses of it. Mm. Year ago, year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. just sort of a story loosely based off of a person I had dated Mm -hmm. before, you know? Um, And then something about it just felt like, you know, the whole story existed in this like punk scene, kind of, and the, I guess now what you would call like the the DIY scene, because there's not like totally the same punk scene in new york yeah you can do there used to be your own thing yeah yeah um which is you know i just i connected the dots there i guess i wrote that song such a long time ago man i can't even think about it now yeah now it's finally Um,
1: coming out and you're like yeah it's like by the
2: time by the time it's out you know did i even write that
1: Uh, what about Baby Baby? That's like oh, the, I man. like that. That one goes before Sheena because it's like the uh, that's foreplay like the, to the Sheena. Well, that me.
2: was always the foreplay <laughs> to the Ramones tune, also because we we end our sets with like the heavy action. Mm-hmm. So Baby Baby, I wrote like four years ago. We've played it at every Brownback Boys show. Yeah, I started that recording of it like three and a half years ago. So that's like that's the oldest tune on the record, and it's been a bitch to finish. Yeah. You know, just because I've been working on one record for, like, th- being, like, one song for, like, three and a half years. It's the worst thing to do to yourself. You know, it was probably it was probably ready to come out two years ago, but um, with the entirety of the album, I feel like I'm trying to sup- uh, em- embrace more of, like, a heavy almost grungy aesthetic mm-hmm. that I had. It's very grunge. Thanks, man. Um, that's what we were you, shooting you, for. You know? yeah. Just because the first couple EPs that I've put out, it's still the shit that gets the most action, like, on Spotify, is all of this kind of chill, psychedelic, you know, Fox Gin, Mac DeMarco, uh, early Ty Seagull kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I've been trying. Which your vocal styling is... Yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still in there, and I think the, the verse-chorus dynamic, you know, there's a few down verses in the new record, So you kind of wanted this record to represent what you
1: guys do live a little bit exactly, more. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
2: I wanted to close the make gap, a, make a- represent what we do live, and also just, like, present a more honest representation of my entire, like, musical identity, mm-hmm. you know? I think I got, I got kind of caught up being a little sceney with the first couple things that I released. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, that's what I was breathing like in that moment, which, you know, I didn't feel sure is, not yeah. authentic putting that stuff out, but I kind of, I've let my earlier influences marinate a little bit more over mm-hmm. the past few years where I feel like when I put out my first EP like three years ago, I would have probably been embarrassed to say that I like green day, you know? Oh, I know but, exactly. But now it's like, one of the biggest influences on the record, and I am so much happier with this record than with anything else I've, like, made before. Yeah.
1: That's good. So. That means you're doing the right... Th- I, I know this story.
0: Oh, right? yeah.
2: It's it's the classic... Uh,
0: you're like,
1: oh, classic man, evolution. I can't admit this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now everything's cool. Mm. The, um... Exactly. Coming off the pills.
2: Coming off the pills.
1: That was the track
2: for me...
1: That kind of did what you just said. Because I was taking it in and it has the psychedelic vibe. But then that Mm. one I was like, this is the psychedelic and it's mellow. But then it just gets fucking (laughs) ripped your face off in a unique and cool way. Oh, cool. Where it feels like the shit I grew up with. Grungy, rock, fucking, you know, post-punk. And then it's like, wait, this is some modern slicked out. Like the sounds of the production. It's like, it feels like. It's like, oh, this is the fucking sound. Like, here's here's where this oh, is thanks, what this man. is. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. It could go, it could go in that direction. I've written it's I've, a very
1: relatable topic in uh, America 2019 as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, that song, that song has been fun. That's one of the first ones, you know, other than Baby Baby, which we've been playing from the beginning of the band. That's one of the first ones off of the new record that we've been playing live. Um, You know, and that, like, there's a little riff, like, metal breakdown towards the end. That's just... It's so much fun to rip that kind of stuff live. Yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. No, there's, like, no lyrics to it. It's just the same riff. There's... I think I recorded, like, seven guitar solo tracks over that section. But I'm not soloing live. We're just, like, thrashing and banging Mm -hmm. for a little while. So that... Yeah, that's the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you're a true guitar hero. You know what I mean? Because I
1: think as a as a guitar player in New York City, there's like, there's, in a guitar player in 2019, we were talking about like this Instagram guitar mm. shit, yeah. where it's like smooth, post-jazz oh, school kids right. who get no gigs, who all fucking sound alike, dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, mm-hmm. bro, nice Lydian dominant lick. Where did you get that? And like this whole copycat mentality by certain tastemakers or whatever, influencers, if you will. Uh, And I'm always like, I, I respect. I'm always like, dude, I got into the guitar because when I was in sixth grade, I walked into a room and heard a fucking screaming, squelching, distorted electric guitar. Yeah, man. I was never like, oh, man, let me check out these smooth vents and licks, you know motherfucker. The, th- the like- thing
2: about those dudes, <laughs> the thing about all those guys is they started playing guitar for the the same same reason that we did you know you're realizing yeah dude
1: "Dude, i'm fucking took me four years i was a little steamy like they're gonna come around bro Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know i mean and the jazz it's great
2: but like it's fucking dope as fuck dude but like it's great but don't pretend don't pretend that's why you're doing it don't pretend pretend that's why you started playing guitar you started playing for the the riffs and the chicks riffs and chicks (laughs)
1: We can bend fucking strings. You don't always have to play no yeah, bending. Like pedals, man. Yeah, distortion, ugly man. I want ugly music and ugly shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, this just fucking bleaching of all personality and, and the ugliness that yeah, is the man. beauty is like.
2: <clears throat> so we commend you. We, uh,
1: as in myself, commend uh, you for <laughs> carrying you, the flame of fucking realness. You know? Thanks,
2: man. <laughs> I love it. You know,
1: yeah, dude, and it, it comes through. You wouldn't know? be
2: doing it. The other if thing, specifically
1: with your recordings and stuff like that, I thought that was interesting, and I'm sure that it's part of the sound of Kyle Duke and the Brownback Boys is you do craft vocal sounds, vocal parts, multi-track vocals. When it's rare to hear just a singular voice, right? Yeah. Like it's usually yeah, yeah, yeah. a double track, triple track. There's
2: actually do you a- have
1: a concept behind that, or what you? Yeah,
2: What's the your thing on the vocals? There's uh, only one <clears throat> track, actually, in the entire... Of all of the, like, Brownback Boys shit that I've put out, there's one track. It's the last song on this new record called um, All the Best. The first verse of that is, like, the only time I've ever just had, like, one vocal going at yeah. the same time. I mean, I think a lot of it... It initially came from... Just really loving the kind of Ziggy Stardust era Bowie production, mm-hmm. you know, because that the vocal production on that album specifically—it's completely dry, like really loose doubles, panned a hundred percent in both directions. Yeah, you know, for a lot of those yeah. things, and I mean, same with a lot of how Lennon's vocals were mixed towards the like later Beatles. Records, so that that sort of is more of a production a uh, conscious influence. studio
1: choice that you make. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I'm, I, because uh, I, it's I like haven't a, always it keeps
1: the thread of the sound.
2: Yeah, I also haven't always been super confident in my own voice, so that was starting out as. Oh, well there are these cool production things that sound good and that also sort of erase the little blemishes in the vocal like with I still kind of do it like with this new album I definitely did the most like comping on my own stuff and when I produce other bands I'll do hours of vocal production and like you know comp and all of all of the right stuff but usually when I'm vocal producing for Kyle Duke and the Brownback Boys Like, I just want to sing a full take of it, and then I'll double that immediately. Mm -hmm. So...
0: It starts from that spot.
2: it It starts from that, because I also... You know, it's the same with when I'm putting bass on it, or really any of the... Any tracks on the Brownback Boys stuff, like, I just want it to feel live, and maybe part of that's coming from me trying to compensate for the fact that it's a completely overdubbed project, that... I want every take on the record, unless there's some, you know, everything is almost perfect except for one, like, major screw-up that I'll go back and punch in. Like, I want every instrument to be, like, a full live take on there. So that's – I think that's and another part. at least have of, that kind
1: of feel. Yeah, vibe. to have to have
2: yeah. that feel and to achieve that with a vocal and to not have your vocal sound totally embarrassing, at least in my case, where I can't probably sing a whole pass perfectly – And then to elevate it and make it a cool production thing Mm -hmm. that sort of embraces the psychedelic thing also. So now I can be doing the more grungy punk thing, but still have my psychedelic retro 60s roots in that vocal production. Um,
1: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's kind of where that comes from. It's unique in the band, and the band I'm about to name is a little... (laughs) I went through this whole thing, but do you know that group Capital Cities?
2: Uh, it sounds familiar, but no, I'm not gonna. It's,
1: it's like cheese L.A. studio production shit. Okay, but I, I, I w- it was like something I learned for a student or something, and then I was like, man, this shit's pretty fucking slick. Let me just check this. Let me just check this out. Yeah, and I was like checking it out, and I was like, huh, and it just didn't occur to me that it was. Two different voices, but the band has like two singers, and they're always singing. Oh, word! So it's <clears throat> my ear was like through the made, whole thing through the whole thing, yeah. yeah. Where you're just like, this is such a unique sound. Like our shared friend with the Dispatch Boys, you know what I mean? It's right, like, exactly. Would exactly. you listen to Brad and Chad harmonize? It's just like Jesus, yeah. I can't man, even tell I didn't, them apart, I didn't dude. know they
2: were until like I saw them live. I didn't realize it was both of them singing the whole time.
1: It, it creates. Yeah such a timbre yeah and that's mm-hmm. capital cities has a, a kind of thing like that and that's cool. kind of i think you're achieving that with this where it's just like kyle's voice is thanks man sound of the project here but it's always it's like oh it's always two fucking voices and that's funny that you said it only happens once because i fucking noticed it oh <laughs> i was did like you? this is only one track and this is the only time because yeah like you said it's at the end, of the, record, at the so end of the record so and i listened to it and then i was like it's the only, like, you, like, and it's
2: a vulnerable it moment it Then Yeah, song. I was like,
1: oh, this is the only time, it's only one fucking track. <laughs> like, it's always, like, thick fucking vocals.
2: Oh, uh, cool. Well, m- so man, it's a cool I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that you picked up on that. I really appreciate that. It's, a, know, cool, it's like, a cool element too. I like to... Um,
1: classic sound, but that you're contemporary doing the thing here, you know? Cool. That was not clear language, but. The classic think-
2: sound that I'm contemporarily doing. You're doing like a yeah. thing, bro. Like you're, <laughs> you're combining things, bro. It's like psychedelic grunge, you well, know? Well, man, it's. Do it's you want to re- seltzer
1: or anything, bro? I'm going to go. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good. Thanks, though. Kyle's request, I was like, hey, uh, Kyle, what would you like to drink tonight? I was like,
1: beer, wine, coffee, or tea? And then he wrote back, he's like, I would like decaf tea. I went to the store, went to two stores, and I looked, and that's why I was like, this guy's a fucking
2: asshole. I wrote it back, I was like, you're on your own, bitch. Oh, man. I was like, what? My rider was a little too extreme for you, huh? Yeah. Well, then I found I found this. I don't yeah, think there's no, any you've caffeine got your in here. CBD is yourself. like this no, is all I needed. The,
1: that's a bold uh, choice. If I did bring you just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just CBD, like CBD. So I just <laughs> wanted you to check this out. I want you to be super <laughs> fucking relaxed for yeah, this uh, interview,
2: bro. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's reassuring that you know anybody is noticing these little production things or. You know, even listening to the songs that I make, oh, okay. so I appreciate that, man. Yeah, oh, dude, this shit's cool, and I'm—I success will come. I'm it, sure. Yeah, I, f- you know, I feel like uh, everybody has a different definition of success. I already, I feel like I'm getting out of this band exactly what is to come out of it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like it Do you just have feels, other it feels good projects so
1: and or things that you write for that. In a creative way, mm. not, like, commercial, like, making music for uh, Mercedes-Benz or some shit, but
2: more like... Yeah. Yeah, well, because I... you and your...
1: Bro- like, you have other bands, right, or something? Uh, like I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: sort of. Sort of. Totally. Uh, my my brother and I... Like you have, like, a know, metal band, right? You. you were telling me that bit.
1: funny story that one time. Like, you guys have a metal band, but you've only had, like, one song,
2: or... Oh, what's the story? Oh. Like, uh, well, my brother and I have been sort of sort of writing in our free time for the last year, or so and i think that we have a couple of days off from this tour in the middle of it so i think we're gonna just do sort of a lock-in and try to record a whole like little ep of this new project together um i i also with that band upright man the band that we're going on tour with i'm starting to do a little bit of like writing with them like i've done guitar arrangement stuff for my own parts on their tunes and now um the drummer and i are doing some writing together and you know in the in the foreseeable future it's looking like the broken love thing will become sort of a co-write project for us mm-hmm. hopefully you know that's that's what it seems like the ultimate goal is so far is to you know make it a real band make it make it a band obviously with with justin being like the singer songwriter of the band but with myself and the dude Nick Katz, who's also plays an upright man and is playing now in Kyle Duke and the Brownback Boys, so me and this bass player are like
1: totally he's your, he's your dog, right
2: yeah, right? dude. we we have identical schedules for like the foreseeable future. <laughs> that's great. Um, so that's and that's, so that's how that's you great. get
1: in with your same cats. Oh yeah, so like he, he and start playing I with the same motherfuckers. He for and years. I are, like
2: coming up with riffs and everything. Yeah. And That'll be hopefully what becomes of the broken love scene. Um. And then, man, like, I also, I get so much and I feel that, you know, I I feel creatively satiated by just engineering and mixing and producing and mastering. It's a deep passion for you as well. I love it because I just love, I love the abstract nature of it. You know, the fact that it's just stuff sitting in the air that you can shape and, like, move and form and everything. Mm-hmm. Um And I just – I love listening to music, too. And that's kind of – the mixer and the engineer are really the – you know, they're the middlemen when it comes to recorded music, at least. Like, they are controlling what you're hearing when you listen to music. Absolutely. So I would love to – you know, and the whole job is sitting there and listening and tweaking the thing that you're listening to. So I totally – I love doing that. I mean, if I was just doing that and playing Kyle Duke and the Brownback Boys, that would be super cool too. And that's what I was doing for like a very long time. But now I'm doing that and playing yeah. a bunch of other bands and doing the Brownback Boys. So well, it's good now's yeah. the time to get on the it road. It feels. Here, right? It just feels good, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's great. That's wicked funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think like you know clearly the line between songwriter and producer is. Getting sh- smaller and smaller and
0: smaller. Yeah. It's like, so it's an interesting,
1: it's an interesting thing. Like, did you? You're such a young mm-hmm. motherfucker, bro. Did like? Did you have a four track or did you go?
0: Do you I exist had... in the realm of digital? Um,
2: not entirely. I I had like it wasn't a four track, but my grandpa had just like a cassette voice recorder. Mm-hmm. You know that we played with a lot when we were kids. Um, I mean, the first real, like, the first like overdubbing situation was GarageBand. You know, when I was like in middle school. Yeah, so I did that. You were just like, "Oh my god, what is this?" Are you fucking oh kidding yeah, me? and that was insane. I think that still the, the sick.
1: It's the sickest software.
2: It's a great toy, man. It's, <laughs> that's it's what und- it was. Yeah,
1: GarageBand is yeah, and the name is great.
2: <laughs> the name is so cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I guess that that would have been my equivalent, yeah, to a four track. Because I'm assuming that you're talking about like overdubbing and that sort of recording. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, you that just probably wasn't a reality to like be like, oh fuck, I'll just do this whole record. Of my-. That's like a recent reality, a recent yeah thing because it was just even the physicality of recording. You know, mm, I had a like totally. a Fostex. And I would do little demos. Right. <clears throat> and I, I, I enjoyed having the final project, but I don't think I was ever, like, so keyed up with the actual... Because it was just like, oh, my God, fucking, them, fucking... Fuck them. <laughs> uh, but now it's just like, oh, fuck this, dude. I can push record. Yeah, I can do easy, anything. Right? <laughs> I, can, I am the
2: master of the world right now. Yeah, it's cool, but, um, you know... Did you do any
1: this to tape, or are you guys gonna do some stuff to tape? Or?
2: Um, I've worked I've worked on tape before. I know how to do it, um, and I have like. Do you love it? Yeah, yeah. It's super. It's super fun. It's just you know the the budget thing because <laughs> yeah. I'm doing like Kyle <laughs> yeah, and Brownback Boys for me. Like the only budget I have is um, digital marketing and paying for touring. Mm-hmm. You know, like it costs me nothing to make my records because I'm doing a hundred percent. It's yeah, it's my time, but like, like I love it. You know, it's not something I wouldn't be doing anyway. Yeah, you know, it's and it's Friday still, It's still the band is at a point where like it's an investment for me. I can't technically justify it as being like work, even though it, I, I like it is. You know, in its own way, yeah. depends on how you categorize success, whatever. Um, but yeah, like when I, when I have a 24 track tape machine at my place, I'm going to be doing everything on it, you know, but it's a real goal. It's not a reality yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. I have a few guitars to buy first. Yeah. Um, What are the guitars you need to get? I am searching for, like, a 73 or a 74 SG standard. Mm. The thing with Gibsons for me, which is for, like, most uh, people... Is, is a just, light one with your back issues, bro. Yeah, it's a light one. But also, um, the necks on the... All of their, the Gibsons are, like, so chunky, usually. You know, and I found... I found the, the model of SG that has just, like, a thinner neck profile feels w- way better. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal with, like, I have this 1981 um, Heritage 80, like, the first reissue of the 59 Burst, Les Paul, mm-hmm. they did, that I, I, I got Heritage. for the same reason, just because it's, like... The neck is perfect. The neck is perfect, like, having played Fenders my whole life, because um, I just, like, I need an SG, and I bought one. I bought that guitar from 1974 from Guitar Center Hollywood like a year and a half ago, uh, sight unseen because it was great price. There was like a headstock crack because all of the SGs from the so Yeah. to Gibson's. Yep. Yeah, um, and they shipped it to to Union Square from Hollywood in just a cardboard box. You know, so I got to the store and this was in like November too, so it was like. Warm in springtime in LA, and just the bitter cold in New York. So I got the thing, and there was so much kickback on the neck from the altitude and the temperature change, and everything that the guitar was like unplayable past the third fret. You know, <laughs> so I didn't keep that. So I'm looking for another one now.
1: You didn't take it to like a serious luthier to. No
2: way, man. It they wasn't worth your it time. was like advertised as coming in like the original hardshell case. You know, it it was just. There was something really the whole situation kind of screwy about yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I wasn't going to, you know, go through that. So you're still on a hunt for this So I'm on of- the hunt for that SG. So, you know, if anyone uh, is in possession of or knows where I can locate that guitar, you know, write in. And, <laughs> and what the a, what's the other one? <laughs> mm, it would be nice to get like a real, <clears throat> a real Strat, you know. I don't have one of those currently, so that would be cool. I also need to get – there's a J-Base at this store that my buddy works at in Nashville that's like – it's from like the late 60s, I think. And it's a green J-Base with just a bunch of names scratched into it Mm. from like pennies. You know, that whoever owned this guitar, every time he met somebody would just have them scratch their name into it. That's cool. So it's this really cool, old, like, vibey J-Bass that's just sitting away in storage somewhere in the store because it's so ugly. Like, nobody wants to buy it. <laughs> you know, so I'm probably going to get that, too.
1: That's dope. I like yeah. J-Basses.
2: Yeah, me too, man. And I
1: like J-Basses with flats. Mm-hmm. I have uh, flats on my J so That's getting yeah. super
2: geeky real quick It um, is, oh yeah, that was a whole rabbit hole Quick fall there so, Yeah, It's it's hard not to Yeah, that.
1: you get two guitar dudes in one room It's like, alright, so anyway Yeah, guitar
2: <laughs> shit, guitar you, uh, <laughs> you intonate? Or what?
1: <laughs> what kind of picture do you use? What about your pedals? What's the patch cables? Yeah, it's never
2: ending, bro yeah. It's never ending Dude, it's fun It's fun being a nerd about something cool. Guitar shit is... Even though it's not super cool, maybe. Well, I think eventually every white
1: dude, very particularly, is Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, guitars are cool. Yeah. It's around. It's a real thing. They all dig it.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Eventually you're like, I got it. It's like a Corvette or a fucking surfboard. It's just like timeless, cool American culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball bats and gloves? I don't really know about baseball shit, but I can imagine. Dude, I
2: just play guitar, bro. <laughs> so,
1: dude, Kyle Duke, do you uh, descend from royalty with a name like Duke like this? Um, This is literally what I was thinking about. It's I, always, yeah, I don't it's know. It's kind of a unique last name.
2: I think, it's, I think it's like maybe German or English. German? Yeah, English? I don't... I think we were related to uh Henry Hudson on my dad's side like from that duke lineage mm-hmm. but uh I don't I don't know about, you know, royalty. My dad like went super deep on this whole like uh ancestry binge the last few years where he was like he was traveling around the states. Kind of trying to like yeah, trying to meet people and go into like museums where like our ancestors had like signed books or whatever like that, just trying to I don't know. I guess it was his pay uh pilgrimage. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Just trying to like follow his family's roots through the It's like half
1: English, half German you're saying?
2: Yeah, his family I guess is like some English, some German, some Italian. And then my mother is, like, basically, I think, like, half Irish and half French. But maybe there's a little bit of English on that Irish side. We're white. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know.
1: <laughs> we're just white people. We're just white. Hey, dude, two white people, two white dudes in a room talking. It's called a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a unique last name because it's, like, a very famous first name. Duke. Yeah, I guess. Or yeah, little, it uh, is. Duke. It is. Kanemuku. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's a popular... But as a last name, that's well another thing I was thinking about with you. Yeah. Your Connecticutness. Interesting. Your rockerness. Interesting.
2: I've I've hadn't haven't thought much about my last name, but I do think all the time about my first name. Because I think um it's pretty lame. Kyle? Kyle. <laughs> like Kyle is a like. Fucking my, name. Nerd. my name is lame, dude. Yeah, no, he's like Kyle's like it's like kind of a bitch name. Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've just always it's like Kyle, you know? Kyle with like the glasses and the pencil.
1: That's what you perceive <laughs> as Kyle? That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: maybe not. I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately because like, it's just like a no, stupid dude, you're bit, Kyle. But like Yeah, sure. I mean, totally Kyle, you know? <laughs> totally. That's me. <laughs> but Kyle, I
1: think that's see it's funny. It's like who did you know? Who was your life experience? Because Kyle I, I like
2: didn't know any Kyle's. I just knew myself. So maybe this is like <laughs> maybe we're tapping into some deeper issues. Right here, could be. but yeah, yeah. Might. Maybe it was more of a self-image thing. You're like, oh fucking
1: <laughs> fuck! I'm talking about.
2: Jeez, I could be talking about cool shit. Well, because I also grew up having a peanut allergy. you <laughs> did that guy too. So I was Kyle with the peanut. I was peanut Kyle. You basically no peanuts. No peanuts, man. I was I was like the only kid in my class too who had it because this was. You know, before, like, everyone and their mother... ruined
1: PBJs for everybody in your class.
2: No, no. I just sat by myself in lunch for, (laughs) like, five years. No. Yeah, dude. They gave me my own table. I was allowed to have, like, one friend sit with me. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Like, so if it's even in vicinity, (laughs) do you die? No, I'm actually, like... And I'm, like, fine now. Like, I've largely grown out of it, you know? I still don't, like, eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but I don't think about, like, if it's, like, around... You know, I just like watch what I eat, but man, they
0: that's didn't, rough, they didn't bro. know,
2: they didn't know how to handle it because, you know, I was like the only kid in my class who had it. I feel like now, like now everyone in the mother has like a peanut allergy, Yes, but it's I a, was, it's a,
1: it's, it's, you can't even have fucking peanuts on a plane. I was anymore, peanut, co-
2: that's because I had like <laughs> an allergic reaction on a plane once we were like driving to Hawaii or something. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, these are two strikes, bro. That's tough fucking kyle peanut kyle
2: peanut kyle yeah peanut, there's peanut kyle dude the,
1: the peanut thing is rowdy
2: Mm-hmm. i've met a lot of other engineers specifically who had peanut allergies well
1: you, you know. guys are all yes you guys are like okay being in a hole by yourself for so long you <laughs> well, I mean? like yeah that's part exactly of, part of it's that's uh, part of being thing. the peanut kid yeah <laughs> 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 it's like you had your own table
2: they're like ah oh, in what grade what like what years was this like this was like like, uh, this is just like the seminal years of like the foundation, like, like your social grade. foundations. Oh no, even earlier than that. This was this was like kindergarten through fifth grade. So you had to sit
1: at your own table, yeah, man. And you were
2: allowed <clears throat> one friend, pretty much. That's
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. fucked, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. So like, there goes my initial social skills learning
1: yeah like right away you know the lunch table in (laughs) high school my whole life
2: yeah yeah yeah, dude I mean by high school it was like fine it was fun I had a couple friends yeah you know I could sit sit where I wanted that's just when I started like you know getting good at guitar yeah You were like,
1: you already put all those years of shed in because you were alone.
2: Because I was alone all the time. (laughs) um, And because I didn't have anybody to talk to at lunch, I didn't have anybody to hang out with after school. Yeah. That's not totally true, but, you know.
1: No, it's a good story, though. There's
2: truth in it. Fucking peanut Kyle. (laughs) Peanut Kyle, dude. So that's that's how I associate Kyle because I didn't know any other Kyles growing up. And, um, (laughs) yeah, didn't have very high self-esteem.
1: That's right. The like Kyle was like the quarterback of my high school. Oh well he's a lucky yeah, guy. Yeah, he was like the <laughs> dude just like this huge, powerful I think he's like a officer in the Marine Corps or something now, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Robust, cool, good looking dude, great personality. You're like, all right, bro. All right, Kyle. Like Kyle's I'm having smooth. Kyle smooth Kyle Kelly. Ride. Yeah, it's a different it's a different name in my, yeah. oh, that's in my head.
2: That's funny. I mean now it's like now I'm the shit. So now Kyle's a cool name.
1: <laughs> Kyle's his yeah. own thing. But you're right. probably is not a popular age group in your like demographic. Like popular name in your age.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah yeah. Exactly. Like there's what like everybody's named.
1: Every girl's named Madison.
2: There's some Madisons. There were a lot of. <laughs> popular I'm trying to think. And... There were a lot of Ben's and variations on the name Ben. Um, <clears throat> a lot of Ryans. I mean, you know, just classic those are timeless. Names.
1: Yeah, those are timeless. Like, just a lot of timeless names. names.
2: Um, I'm trying to think of if there were any like doubles or triples of like girls names when we were in elementary school. I'm not even sure. I f- think that people might have just had their own names.
1: Yeah, there's research out there. We can we can google this. Yeah. I need yeah. an assistant that's from like hey hey, hey. hey. Cue that up. Yeah, right. Oh,
2: excellent. That's that's podcast uh, that's how you know you made it. That's dude. You if you have an assistant then you know you've made it. it. Yeah.
1: Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so this is good. And so is your brother He's just your bestest bud. Did he yeah, study dude. music in college? And uh, he's like, totally gunning to be a professional musician. He like or?
2: minored. He minored in it. He's definitely gunning to do it. It's like all he does. He now he's plays, up. yeah. Yeah, it's like he he plays drums and bands. He teaches drums. Um, and now you know we're we're doing this studio thing together. I studied like basically I studied engineering and songwriting mm-hmm. at NYU. Um, <clears throat> and most of his music that aspect of his degree though is music related was like drum performance stuff so he's working on getting the like engineering chops up now too mhm and basically we're just going to you know take over the world
1: yeah the doofools yeah. are coming for your fucking kids son yeah
2: <laughs> what's yeah. the
1: name of the new project with just the two youths
2: um you know it's not it's not out there yet it's not it's not public information mm-hmm. what i will tell you is that it's a double if not a triple entendre
1: mm.
2: and i'll i'll tell you after the after the mic's yeah. are off what it is because <laughs> i think that you'll like it but i can't disclose it yet because we're gonna do a big drop a big like a big rebranding drop. a re-fucking and, uh, changing of everything no no not at all it's just a new it's like a new piece of the puzzle you know yeah. it's it's just another thing that we're gonna throw out into the world because you gotta throw a bunch of shit out there and see what sticks, you know. Yeah, it like, is true. Definitely not not planning on rebranding the Brown Bag Boys thing anytime soon. And that's Brown like Bag is assumes
1: your like peanut allergy. It's like a reference to that. Like your Brown uh, Bag. No, alone,
2: no. Actually, though, it's a, it's sort of like that. The story behind that is um, I was working at Factory Underground mm-hmm. actually when I was in high school.
1: This is a spot up in Norwalk, Norwalk CT, CT, that Kyle baby. I have a mutual friend. Sono,
2: representative Sono, dog. Yeah, so um, I was working there. Ethan Isaac, one of the owners there, he was like kind of my mentor that year, and he was giving me voice lessons and helping me out with – Kind of getting the brown bag boys thing started. And at this point it was I was playing like acoustic guitar. My friend Sarah, who now plays guitar in the band live, she was playing cello. And then there were a couple of other interns at the studio who were doing like percussion and bass stuff. Well, Ethan so,
1: is a very successful dude with his own yeah, band Edison. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So Ethan's helping me out with that, and then Kenny Cash, producer okay. in Residence <laughs> yep. and the absolute man. Yeah, he's a cool he dude. like he was around for it too. Um, <clears throat> so we're like chilling in the intern kind of break room one day, all like eating lunch and this dude, Joey, who was playing, I think they had him playing like hand drums in the first Brown Bag Boys before it was even called Kyle Duke and the Brown Bag Boys when it was just like Kyle Duke, you know, cause I hadn't really branded it with anything. <laughs> um, he would always bring his lunch in like a Brown Bag and Kenny would just like bust his balls for whatever reason like it was really not funny but just the fact that kenny cash every day that joey a, like busted gym, out rim, his yeah. lunch would be like brown bag joey it like became like sort of funny i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so we were all sitting in there eating one day and kenny just like busted into the room he goes yo what up it's kyle duke and the brown bag boys yeah and you know that just like i was like <laughs> hey sounds good to me <laughs>
1: That's great, that Kate Cash very named natural. the band, that's yeah. fucking great, and oh I, love, I love stories like that, like mm-hmm. Friend, yeah, you're a rocker so bro, easy. you're a rocker dude. Yeah, it was it's so fun.
2: easy, it was just like, there we go, sounds right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now, everyone gets confused, because people don't realize that it's just me, actually, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it
1: does, it does, I did actually think you were a band. Yeah. yeah like you and your brother's.
2: Yeah, thing. Nah.
1: Which is what I was asking about. Is like you're the younger brother, but you're clearly the uh, yeah business and motivated character. Maybe. Or I was just <laughs> trying to like catch because I have not met your brother. Totally. And I was just trying to. Uh,
2: totally. Yeah. Catch no. The with button, that, because you're
1: a very motivated, young man. Hardworking. He uh, shows thanks, up man. early. He fucking writes beautifully. You wrote this beautiful email. I was like, look at this. You got, oh, thanks, he's got man. hyperlinks. This is you're hey, a dude, dude going places. You're very this together. This is you know?
2: all. It's, keep feeding the ego, the biz- baby. It's just the business, keep man. Keep coming to- Yeah,
1: no, you, you have yeah. this. Was your, did, were your parents in the business world or that's just um, – You're just a hustler yeah, from Yeah, they're they, – You were just alone at lunch every day thinking yeah, about no, this. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally.
2: I just like want to manipulate people into giving me attention. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> – I'm very good at it. I can do I'm this. definitely a little bit of a sociopath, you know, because yeah. we all are. Um, no, I mean this is also – this is stuff that I've just – Learned from be doing this for a while. Like I've had the band for like four years now at this point. And when I was in middle school and high school, I was doing the same shit with all of my other bands, you know. And then went to NYU. Were and you and your
1: brother always in bands? Middle school, high school bands too. Or uh,
2: we were in most of them together. Yeah, he's
1: four, or five years older. Than <clears throat> he's
2: three years older than three. me. Okay. So we were That's in almost. Close, yeah. We were in like almost all of our bands together. There were a couple that I was in in high school um, that were like a little bit more of like the punk thing, because it, it took him a while to embrace anything other than Led Zeppelin, <laughs> you know? Every drummer so like, has to yeah. have a whole worship can't, can't blame worship him, Garden but bottom. it was yeah. absolutely six years of that being the only band he listened to. <laughs> um, so I was like trying... you like, bro! Yeah, like, end of high school, I was trying to make more of like a, a, a punk project, you know, and I think that he was kind of over that you know i mean we both we both grew up listening to green day together and that was like the first band that we learned how to play their songs and everything but as soon as you listened to led zeppelin it was like everything else sucked <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. um yeah which i get it there's still one of the bands that takes up a significant percentage of my time as a human you know mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta soak it all in
1: but you beat it out of them. you're like all right dog look well, we he actually he wasn't
2: even the first drummer in the Brownback Boys either. Like, I went through a number of drummers when I was uh, wrapping up in high school. And then when I moved out to New York, I had a couple of people doing it. And, um, you know, just like was chipping away at it. And he had, he ended up like subbing in on a gig for me that my other drummer at the time wasn't able to make it. And he just like brought the thunder, obviously, because he's a great drummer and I had been playing with him for such a long time that, you know, you just you lock in with the people, like you were saying, you know, like me and this bass player dude now. It's when you just spend enough time, even if you then go eight months without playing with each other, it just, like, feels Feels, right, you know, there's, like, chemistry there. Yeah. Yeah, and he ended up, like, having he had fun doing it, and I think you know, I definitely have him to thank in a significant way for helping elevate the live band from just doing these kind of lo-fi psychedelic sceney brooklyn chill vibe things to then like bring a little bit more energy and we ended up making sort of more rowdy arrangements of my older tunes that we'd play live and definitely you know that that informed my writing on the new record so as much as it's is, like, a solo thing, and I'm doing everything in the studio. Like, I'm definitely... I'm working with the right cats, you know? I'm trying to, like, take care of them, too, and everything, and they're definitely... They're shaping the band, so it's cool. Yeah,
1: you're talking about your fucking brother here, dog. Yeah, it's you- my brother <laughs>
2: and my best friend from yeah. high school playing guitar. Yeah, who you, you yeah.
1: muscled into your uh thing, you know what I mean? It's hilarious. Yeah, who we... <laughs> I'm sure they're 100% supporting of you and, oh, and yeah. And, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's great,
2: like- and they, um... Yeah. And I, I could not ask for a better situation, you know, because yeah. as as their support only increases for it, like the band ends up being more successful and we're all reaping the benefits of it. Of course. You know? but- yeah, it's great.
1: Fuck yeah, dude!
2: Yeah, so it's just like dude, yeah. So
1: the question I always end: What's the future? What's going to be in the future besides owning a tape machine? Which is, that's a real
2: good, <laughs> like that's a great goal because I yeah, man. I think that's like a. I don't even think of it as a goal. I just think of it as like an inevitability. Yeah, like, <laughs> so know, it's like for, it's just a
1: piece of your life that you're gonna. Yeah. This is something I'm gonna do. It's like, like I'm. I've wanted
2: to jet
1: ski around <clears throat> Manhattan. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's it. Yeah. It's just like it's very achievable. I could do it probably right now. You know what I mean. It's just yeah,
2: hundred like, percent. But
1: <clears throat> oh man, do you have like very long term goals. Release records. Yeah, I want to. I, mean, I want to get you've very clearly alluded to. All I want to get so this like shit like anything out, more. You know, um, ridiculous or silly on the tip. You know, it doesn't have to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, business. I got I got the single coming out on a Thursday. I don't know when this thing is going to be out to the to soon the world, enough, but yeah. So we've got we've got the tour, we've got the single. Right now, I'm kind of um, between the Brown Bag Boys tour and this like broken love stuff. I'm just working on a bunch of artists at my studio that I'm really excited about. I've got this metalcore project that we're finishing tracking tomorrow and i'll probably have the whole thing like mixed and finished up by you know first week of april or whatever that will be out into the world it's like brand new band they don't have anything out this is their first time recording and Mm -hmm. um it's like a four four song ep we might end up doing some more tracks later on too um then i'm working on some recordings with a friend of mine from school whose name is Mools M O O L Z she's like Bjork and Radiohead but um, you know even more Bjork and Radiohead and a little bit of a little bit of Sufjan in there too it's like mm. a really really cool project um, <coughs> and then my buddy Jack Schneider and I are making an instrumental western surf record called the wave men Mm -hmm. uh the name of the record is actually turquoise boot and the band is the wave men good name for a band originals all originals all just like minute 30 second like surfing is short like kill bill you know soundtrack Mm -hmm. maybe stuff for sync maybe just stuff for fun um and then yeah man just gonna be traveling and playing shows, and hopefully... Yeah, the goal is to
1: get on the road for, like, the next five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... And then settle up in your hole with your peanut...
2: (laughs) My peanut hole. Once your
1: (laughs) injured peanut allergy takes you off the road with your other four ailments, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ, bro. Basically, so I'm
2: doing all of this so that I can afford organ transplants for every organ in my body
1: it, it said no one ever <laughs> i'm going to be an indie rocker for money
2: <laughs> that's, that's why i got in the man. first time in the yeah. history <laughs> that's that is solely why i got in this it's for the money and for the uh oh, the Shenzhen. self-esteem boost <laughs> And also oh, just so God. that I can feel rested all the time. Yeah, you
1: just want to feel I like just rested wanna, and healthy. I want a
2: relaxing lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Like a steady paycheck, mm-hmm, health mm-hmm. insurance. Constant, no collegiate debt, you know. Exactly. I want I want consistent sleep hours. You know, that's like the best thing you can do for yourself is to be sleeping the same hours every night. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's just yeah, never gonna be an option. Kyle, what should we play people out with? Uh, your pick. Um, we could do an older track that you've. Okay, let's about. play. Let's play them out with uh, with Sheena. That's that's the new one. That's coming in. We're that's playing in with this. Oh no. shit! We heard it. Hey, they hope already- you liked it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's coming in. We get two tracks, bro. Two, two, two right. for Tuesday, baby.
2: All right, we'll play them out with uh, Baby Baby. We Baby. not We don't it's kinda know like when it's going to be. It's out. a live anthem. Like your yeah, it's live. Out. Yeah, we finished the show. We Baby do a teaser.
1: It doesn't have Baby Baby.
2: Yeah, baby baby and War Pigs are the the closers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking um, awesome. Cool, man. Kyle, well, thank you listen to her. Sheena, you know. Listen to it <laughs> you again. Playlist it to it on Spotify so I can, you know, pay for new organ transplant surgeries and shit. Yeah. The
1: Wavemen, you have so many exciting projects coming out. Do you, you, Thanks, man. I mean, how do you keep it all together? How do you keep? Is it like how do we discover so you? There's not rel- kyleduke.com or something. Yeah, but-
2: there used to be, but I lost the lease on my domain like a year ago, and I was like, eh, fuck it. I just want more Instagram followers anyway. So yeah. uh, it's at your boy Kyle Duke. You Kyle Duke on Instagram. I pretty much share everything that I'm working on, and then I got the Kyle Duke and the Brown Bag Boys Facebook page. Um, you know, you Google me, Kyle Duke, (laughs) Peanut (laughs) Boy, yeah, man. In the
1: court, Kyle. Seriously, thanks for coming up here. Thanks for having me, man. And not uh, a long trip at all. You got to get him out of here before the CBD
2: just crushes him on the train. Ooh, I'm fine. No, I know. I think I've just yeah, yeah. Your anxieties. My anxiety. I'm I'm too jet lagged to be feeling any anxiety right now, anyway. <laughs> and this was like the day that I only had two cups of coffee. Two cups of coffee. Because yeah. I'm weaning myself off for the three days before I go on tour. <laughs> You're going to have no coffee tomorrow? Well, dude. No, I'm definitely going to. I actually, but when Come I went on. grocery shopping today, I bought a couple of the high rise, what are they called? Rise cold brew. Oh yeah, yeah. Little things. Those are nice. Yeah. Um, so I guess so you had two I two
1: cups of coffee and three rises today.
2: No, I no. I bought those for tomorrow, <laughs> and now I'm pre- lying up here, like, I'm to quit you coffee. and like well, no, I'm telling you. yeah. See, this is what I mean. This is like my vice. This it's is, coffee, this though, is, dude. Is, coffee can fuck, like fuck no. you up, man. Dope. No like heroin. No, like it's not fucking fucking heroin anymore.
1: MDMA. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Well, you don't smoke a jewel or cigarettes or anything, right? No, like? <laughs> no. Oh, nah, you live dude. in this very clean like lifestyle. What do you, you drink? We're trying a few to. PBRs yeah, on barely.
2: B- barely, barely, barely. Yeah, I'm. It's it's coffee. <laughs> it's coffee. I'm. You know, when we're when we're coffee free, then we just got this CBD tea. <laughs> He's gonna kick. CBD I'm gonna CBD be a next? CBD addict. <laughs> <laughs> going to be selling my fluids on the street for CBD.
1: You might. It's very accessible. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Great to be here. Dude, Kyle, thanks for taking the time.
1: Thank you, man. And it's baby, baby. <laughs> here it is,
2: motherfuckers. Fucking A.
1: and kitten renos isn't kyle a man aren't his tunes awesome thank you so much for checking them out as always carpe fucking diem rage of the day crush the gnar crush the gnar really shred the gnar charge pipe bro do whatever you gotta do go out there and fucking you know what's cool you got it be like kyle duke fucking crush every fucking day. Check out the Patreon. If you want a sticker, email me. You can always holler at me at any moment. Thank you for checking out Secret Famous. Have the best day of your fucking
0: life. Stay soiked! One!